Peace. Peace be multiplied. Now, it's a nice crowd in here today, okay? I expect to see you all back Sunday, bringing somebody. On last week, we talked about moral excellence. Didn't we not do that? And we talked about being perfect, living a perfect life. Isn't that right? Now, can everybody hear me? And I'm very serious about what I want to say, Brother Nathan. I've got to say this. The church has lost its credibility because of all of the stuff that's going on within the church itself. Now, we're listening to all of the stuff that's happening now in the Catholic Church, right? But when the world hears Catholic Church, they only hear church, right? But when you look at the statistics of the Christian church, it's just as bad with the more immoral things going on as it is in the Catholic Church. There's too much stuff hidden. Now, for us to get our credibility back, we're going to have to change the way we approach and the way we live as Christians because we're supposed to be the light of the world. And if we're going to be the light of the world, remember, those that are living in darkness are looking at us. And so here's the key to it today. I'm asking you, this is a question for you, is why, if you're a strong Christian, why is not someone following you? Someone ought to be following you and bringing you, uh, you bringing in the church to get saved and to learn and to grow. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are not afraid over here in this church. We're not afraid over in this church to grow. I was listening to Nick Saban had uh, Kobe Bryant uh, interviewing, I mean, talking to his uh, players, his football players. Now, Kobe Bryant, you all know, is a great basketball player. And he used the word that I'm going to steal from him. He said, we need to edit, you need to edit your life. You need to edit your life. As, as a, and, and he was talking about as, as an athlete, you need to edit. He says that when he would, he would watch a game, he would watch a game for hours, and he would edit his play in that game to see what he could do to improve on his game. Do you understand me? We need to edit our Christian life to see where we can improve on our Christian life. Amen to that? Yeah. And so what we want to do, we, I'm Christ tipping off. Y'all look at me. We ain't afraid over here to be challenged. We're not afraid of it. We all know we came from somewhere and still in somewhere, right? But we want to be better. Uh, the great Vince Lombardi said, losing, winning is a habit. And they said, but also, unfortunately, so is losing, right? And so not over here. We want a habit. We want to get in the habit of living a good moral life. Is that right? And we are not afraid of the challenge. It takes challenges to do that. You see, and, and, and what gets me in church is people start, don't feel bad where you at. We all somewhere. <laughs> Come on here. We all somewhere right. that we need to improve our lives, right? How many of you got children that are in sports or in any other activity? Well, if you do that, you're trying to do what? You try to improve on that, right? Now, I'm, I'm a sports guy all the way, and, you know, uh, I'm a Green Bay Packer guy. Aaron Rodgers is my guy, all right? He's a bad boy up there now. Aaron Rodgers is my guy. You don't think Aaron Rodgers is not trying to improve his game? Who won the Super Bowl last year? Philadelphia, for you all didn't know, all right? <laughs> I keep forgetting. I'm the only one who watched football up in here, DJ. All right? You don't think they're trying to improve their team? If you look at who won the World Series last year, you don't think they're not trying to improve their team? If people are doing it for a game... Surely, we ought to not be afraid to try to improve our lives as men and women of God. Isn't that right? That. We ought not be afraid of that. How many people like it? Well, don't raise your hand unless you really mean it. How many people like a challenge? Amen. 
Well, I could, well, this is, when you go to church, all it's doing is challenging you to live a better life. But you know what some people do when the challenge comes to them? They duck in their head, feeling bad about where they're at. No, you ought to get excited knowing there's some place for you to go. Does that make sense? I'm going to tell you, none of us in here is, is, I don't believe in 110%. That's just talk. We all trying to get to 100%. That's right. Right? Some of us are at 50 and 40 and 30. 70, and I'm going to stop at 70 because you get crazy, you think you're 80 and 90, right? Because, right, you know, to get 100% is Christ-like That's right. all the way. All right, so I'm not ashamed of, we're not ashamed of where, where we're at. We're just, we're, we're, we're going to be ashamed if we stay there. Is that, is that right? That's why I don't like a whole lot of that other stuff. So here's, here's what I'm talking about. We're here, over here at Christ Temple North, trying to be perfect. Amen? Amen. All right, perfecting. What is perfecting? Perfecting is to make completely free from faults that, and defects. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to improve our spiritual life, that we are free from faults and defects. That's all we're trying to do, folks. And that, that, that should make you, you know what should be excited about that? Say what, Pastor? You alive. That's right. And so that means you got an opportunity to do that, right? right. Keep on. And the next one, all right? It's also bring to completion or finish as to leave nothing wanting. See, we want to get there. That's called Jesus says, I come to give you life and life more abundant. And then the other verse says, I come to give you life and life more full. So that means there's nothing lacking. That's what we're striving for. All right. Perfecting is also fully informed, skilled, and complete in and, moral excellence. And that's what we had. We come here to get informed. I study to get informed more to, to deal with that because I need to learn about more excellent, moral excellence. And the people who have not lived it are the best people to teach it because they know how it is on the other end. That's right. That's why God calls us people up here in these pulpits that people say, how in the world did God call that person? Because he wants somebody to know what the other side is like. You can't talk about how good the light side is if you ain't never been in the dark side. That's right. But if you've been over there in that dark side, boy, you can really get excited about being on the light side. Amen. All right. And moral excellence is concerned with principles of right and wrong behavior. That's what we're talking about. We're, we're, this is what we're doing of right and wrong behavior. We're talking as individuals. We're wanting to do, we want to know the difference between right and wrong behavior, right? Because some on here, some, only people say amen know what I'm talking about. There's been some times in my life where I thought I had the right behavior, but it was the wrong behavior because I didn't have the Holy Spirit to influence me, to lead and guide me, or the information, all right? I would have done better if I knew better. That's right. All right. It's also concerned with the goodness or badness of human character. And see, that, that's, I've got to deal with that. I want that out of my life. Don't you want that out of your life? We want better families, stronger families, Amen. less divorces, Amen. less abuse. Right? Well, we've got to learn it. That stuff's learned behaviors. That's right. All right, here we go. Moral excellence is also sincere love and true obedience to God and his laws. See, that's what this whole thing's about. We, we got to get that. We can, let me tell you all something. You're better than you are. And you're better than you think you are. And you can get there. Yeah, you can say amen to that. All right? To go beyond surpassing good qualities, being the very best. And I've never, I, I, don't, I don't know how you always, I even taught my kids. No, there ain't no average. There was no average people in my household. Now, maybe in y'all's household, but there was no average people in my household. No, That's we ain't going to try to be average up in here. That's right. We're trying to be the very best we can be. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're trying to be, aren't you trying to be the very best you can be? 
you see, let me tell you something. Uh, I don't believe in an average for Christians. How can you be a Christian and be average? I'm going to talk to Kim, name this to me, Kim. I was average before I became a Christian. Well. So if I'm still average as a Christian, anything ain't growing is dead. Come on, so we don't, at Christ Temple North, folks, we don't believe in average. We don't believe in average. We don't believe in average. Because we're trying to be the best. All right? No, we're not. We're trying to, how many people want to be good in here? Ain't good enough. That's right. I'm going to tell you why. Say, why ain't good enough, Pastor? I'm going to, uh, uh, Matthew's, I'm going to read it. Matthew's 5 and 48. Be ye therefore perfect as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Ain't nothing in the Bible told us to be good. Right. Jesus said, be perfect. So don't get upset at me. I didn't write that. That didn't come from the Gospel of Johnny. That came from the Gospel of Matthews. And he's the Bible. And, and guess who was talking? That was Jesus talking. Jesus was talking to us and encouraging us and telling us that be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. He ain't telling us to be no average. He's telling us to be perfect. He's challenging us to be perfect. And anybody, see, if, you, if, you, if you're a person that's satisfied with you at, you are definitely in the wrong church. That's right. Because we don't get satisfied with where we're at. Well, some of us don't get satisfied with where we're at. All right. My goodness, Travis, they ain't talking back to me today. Last week, everybody was on fire. Per- Pastor talking about being perfect. Now, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah, he's talking about challenging, being challenged. But come on here. Yes, the Bible says be perfect. And that, that cliche is, well, nobody's perfect. The only person you know is not perfect is you. That's right. Because there could be somebody perfect somewhere. You just ain't met them because pe- un- people, unperfect people run with each other. Maybe you ought to come and run with me a little bit. Yeah, because I'm trying to be perfect. I'm trying to be perfect. Ask me why. The Bible says so. Jesus challenged and said I could be that. Would he tell me something I couldn't do? That's right. All right. The voice says, but you are called to something higher. We're called to something higher. That's why I keep telling people, quit telling your kids that everybody's the same. Quit telling your kids that everybody's the same. Quit telling yourself, well, you know, we all sing. No, we ain't all the same because we are for what? A higher calling. We are called as a Christian to something higher. Come on here. We are called as Christians to something higher. You know, if I could sing, I just got to sing, come fly with me because I'm going up something higher. Do you understand what I'm saying? We, you want to talk to me? We are flying higher. We, in, our, in everything we do. You see, Carissa does an incredible job with her new business that she's doing, making jewelry. It's unbelievable. She got in trouble because there was one that I should have got for Sister Gwen, and they got it, somebody else bought it for me. <laughs> so I told her, next time something that pretty, you call me, right? Because I ain't buying Sister Gwen something that ain't higher. That's right. Come on here. Because she's the first lady, right? First lady got to have the first thing. That's why she got me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I had to throw that in. I had to come on here, right? You see, so what we're doing is, come on, you having fun? We're going to, I think, I can't think of his name. Let's go higher. Back in the 70s, I can't think of the name of the, the song that they were singing. We're going to go higher in here. We ain't, we, ain't trying, we ain't trying to do that in here. We're trying to get up here. We are called, read that again for me. But you are called to something higher. We are called to something higher. Come on, people, say that. I am called to something higher. And I am willing... To take the, challenge. take the challenge. And that's what we want to do here. You see anybody, and I'm telling you, anything ain't growing is dead. 
All right, I want to keep growing. All right. The Bible says, "Be perfect as your Father in heaven is it, perfect." It, it's saying, "Keep per be perfect as who is your Father in heaven." Who are you created in the image of? So if you create an image of God, who is your heavenly father, he wants you to be perfect. That's right. Right? We need to get off with you. When, when I got saved, I left that field stuff behind. I don't care what my father, my mother was or wasn't. Because they couldn't take me to a higher calling. My father now is my heavenly father. And he's calling me higher. And I'm going to answer that call. And you want to answer that call? All right. Those people sitting in church. Let me tell you something. Some of you sitting there looking like you. You're going to die like that. You're never going to feel your full potential. You're never going to enjoy your life. You're never going to feel the presence of God because you can't have the presence of God and you and be average. That's right. The Holy Spirit is going to motivate you. The Holy Spirit is going to encourage you. The Holy Spirit wants to elevate you. You need to answer the call. Right? Some of you sitting here, you're hurting because you've been listening to some idiot tell you who you ain't. Look at me in my mouth, especially you women. Don't let nobody mirror you but God. That's right. And I, do you hear, don't let nobody mirror you but God. When you look in the mirror, you see who God sees. You see, I don't care how low you are this morning. God is calling you high. Get up higher. Get up higher than that abuser is talking about you. Come on. Get up higher than your parent. Yes. All right. You're a Christian. Let's get up higher. We got to go higher. I'm excited about this. I have no clue where I'm at. First right, Thessalonians chapter 4. All right. And it tells us that it is God's will that you should be sanctified. It is God's will. I want you to go up to one. It is God's will. Can you do that? Can you got your phone with you? I, I can add it until you get there. I like that whole thing. I like, I like how Paul writes. I get excited about someone encouraging me to get somewhere. You know, I'm glad I got somewhere to go. You see? And you know what I'm really glad of? Say what, Pastor? I haven't got there yet, but guess what encourages me? The Bible says God wouldn't start a work with me, Sister Chris, and he wouldn't finish. So, you know, folks, it's to, you know, I ain't getting ready to retire. I ain't got there yet. Huh? I'm just, I'm, I'm just now getting my second win. You know what that is. I'm just now getting my second win, right? Y'all, you people don't know it, but all of you have it. In track, there's a thing called second win. You really think you're going to die because you can't breathe, but if you keep moving, you'll get your second win. You see, and you hear Coach Fields say, come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't break, don't break, don't break. Work through it, work through it, work, and it'll come. Bam, and then you get that second win, you're ready to go. You get excited. Wow, it really works. Well, it does in the spirit world as well. You get your second win. Some of you think you're tired. You ain't tired in here. You ain't ready to quit up in here. You're ready to get started up in here. You're ready to answer that high calling up in here. You understand what I'm saying? All right, here we go. We're starting at verse 1. It says, as for other matters, brothers and sisters... We instructed you how to live in order to please God. I'm telling you this morning how to live to please God. Quit being people pleasers. What's wrong with you? You can't please people. They don't even know who. They don't, they'll change their mind anyway when you get there. You see, I'm a God. Be a God pleaser. Come on here. Be a God pleaser. If I'm pleasing God, I'm good. Because if I'm pleasing God, people are going to like me anyway. And the rest of them don't really even matter. Because they ain't high enough anyway up there to be up with me anyway. So some folks, yes, I'll say this. There's some folk beneath me. Come on. Yeah, see, and I ain't listening to that. 
You see, I ain't listening to all of that. I was watching uh, 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 Nick Saban invited, like I told you, Kobe Bryant over to talk to his uh, players. And Nick Saban is the best football coach in football. They've won more championships in a short time than anybody. And when he brought Kobe in, he's had him in this whole room like you are. Guess what Nick Saban was doing? He was sitting beside his players, getting information so he could be a better coach even still. I'm here to get you up here. Get up here. I wish I wasn't in church. Get off your, get up. What's wrong with you? Crying because somebody don't like you. Upset because somebody said you didn't look right because you, your size, your color, your job. Are you kidding me? You see, God was so pleased when I looked in the mirror, both of us was happy. Go ahead. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, come on, here. <laughs> the Bible says that. You all think I'm joking. I'm in love with me some Johnny Fields. Because if God loved me enough to send his only begotten son from, for my salvation, I'm in love with me some Johnny Fields. I'm trying to love me like God loves me. Come on here. Don't that make sense? I want to love me like God loves me. Let me, I'm going to tell y'all, I, I won't tell no lie. I love me like John, God loves me. And people look at me and think he's arrogant. I ain't arrogant. I'm bo boasting in the Holy Ghost. How can you not love? God loves you so much he gave his only begotten son for you. And Jesus Christ died for you. And you don't love you. So what's wrong with you? Come on here. Get me out of this. <laughs> the Bible says that as in fact you are living. So these people were living this. Mm -hmm. It says now we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus. <laughs> To do this more and more. Yeah, these people were doing good. This is what the Bible was saying. You're doing good, but you ain't good enough. Do more. Amen. Do more. I want to do more and more and more. I'm feeling really good. You know, my health is really good. I'm still working now because I want to be better. I want to get more and more. I want to be more and more and more of the God, the God, the God, man that God created me to be. And every time I get higher, he raises the bar and says, you can get a little bit more. Hallelujah. That's a good thing. And not only does he tell me that, he assists me into doing that. We'll talk about that here. All right? We don't want no. You can't be insecure in coming to Christ up north. That's right. You're in the wrong church. We're not insecure in here. Because we don't. Some of y'all's ears are too big. You need to do this. To your family, you need to do this. That's right. Can, can I go all the way? Some of you probably need to do it to your spouses. The people you're in relationships with. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. No, because I ain't who you think I am. Huh? If you want to get to know me, let's sit down. We'll talk a while. Because I'm who God created me to be. Right? I'm who God created me to be. And I'm not satisfied with who I am, even though I'm feeling good and doing good. Because God told me through the scriptures, said Paul, said, do more. You see, come on, let's talk sports. You ain't never seen. Whoever won the Super Bowl last year, do they want to win it this year? Whoever won the World Series last year, do they want to win it this year? Because they want what? They want more. That rich man, he wants what? More. And he'll take it from the poor. But he can't take it from us because we ain't poor. That's right. Because we're going to share in his more. Because we want a piece of the pie, right? That's right. Come on here, all right? You ought to feel good about yourself. It bothers me when a person doesn't feel good about themselves. Yeah. And it really bothers me when people listen to other people. 
Yeah, you know, and I see these kids, you know, when I see these kids getting bullied when somebody says, none of your kids in this church ought to be bullied because somebody says, because you ought to have them spiritually conditioned enough that when if somebody says something to them, that ought to fall, fall off them like a duck treading water. You don't tell me who I am. My, my mama, my God and my mama, my daddy done told me who I am. You can't intimidate me talking crazy. That's right. All right. You want to see some people. They're nice people, though, okay? I'm going to tell you about this group. They're nice people. But, you, you know, and, and they're not as arrogant, but they really are really a solid group of people. And if you see them, they don't have any insecurities in them. One of them's called Marco Fields Taylor, and the other is called Isaac Fields. My kids never did walk around insecure because their parents didn't. And their parents taught them not to walk around being insecure. Their parents taught them who they were. So they didn't hear the noise of what other people were shaking up. Turn your ear to a deaf ear to those people. That's right. All right? Come on here. Some of you all have never, you didn't grow up that way. But you're going to start today, isn't that right? That's right. You're going to walk out here today, a whole new somebody, right? I don't care where you at. You say, no, I want more. Okay. The Bible says, for you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. It says, you know the instructions. I just gave you some instructions last week. Didn't I give you some instructions last week? So you know the instructions. All right. It says in verse 3 that it is God's will that you should be sanctified. It's God's will for me to be what? Sanctified. And sanctified is? Set aside and declare holy and sacred. I am sanctified. If you're sanctified, you're set aside, you're holy, and you're sacred. Some of you can't handle that. The Bible says you're supposed to be that. That's right. This is what the Scripture's telling you. Well, you know, I, no, I don't know. I'm sanctified. Set aside for a special work. That's good stuff, people. Uh, that's good sanctified stuff. Sanctified is also free from sin. I'm free from sin. Cleansed. Cleansed. Purified. All right. And redeemed. And that's what the Holy Ghost, that's called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if you saved, has done baptized you from all that. Why are you holding on to that? It's like taking a, taking a shower and putting dirty clothes back on. Well, I said it. It's like taking a shower and putting dirty clothes back on. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost cleans you up and purifies you and washes away all your sins. Now why are you going back and putting the same thing back on? Well, uh, You see? Yes, yes, I know I'm right about it. I enjoy my life. Do you know why I ain't got my coat button? Because it didn't fit, but I wanted to look good in this coat, so I did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 see, see, so, I better not do that. So, you know, but I'm wearing it anyway, right? Because it's new, and I like what it, come on here, get where I'm coming from. Huh? God can make something look good that don't fit. Come on. Oh, yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. He can make somebody, oh, they don't look like they can do that. Oh, yes, they can. Because God can make somebody do something that they don't look like they can do. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Again, it is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. Oh, boy, when you get talking about that in church, folks get real crazy. 
Oh, here he go. No, I ain't here. I go. Here he go. All right? But see, because he's trying to keep us, and most of us in here, come on, got in trouble in this area here. Yes, it lived it, lived it, lived it. I know all about this area here. That's right. All right. Where am I at? Verse 4. Okay. You said that. That shook me up, so I know it shook them up. All right. It says that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable. And that's why I'm not going to let him come on here. Why would you let somebody abuse you? Why would you let somebody use you? You're supposed to control your own body. That's on you. That ain't on them. That's what Satan does. He wants to destroy you. It ain't all just sex and drugs and alcohol. There's all kinds of ways that he wants to destroy. You are holy in the eyesights of God. You got to control some stuff. Come on, say amen to me. You see, this is, hey, been there, done that. I've been the other guy. Uh, I've been the other guy. That's right. You see? You see, so we know about that, some of us in here. Don't be ashamed. Say amen if you know what I'm talking about. See, that's who you were. You're supposed to control this. Wouldn't it be something? In October, we're having, uh, what is that? Domestic violence month. And uh, wouldn't it, if we would do this, we would have less of that. That's right. But some of you were never taught that. See, some of those little girls and little boys never were taught that they were holy and that their body were holy. And to control it. Because some of us were out of control. Right? That's why some of us, like this guy up here, I have a son, 53 years old, most, older than most of you all in here, 154, 153. 17 years old, out of control. You know me? I'm talking about me and say, man. We don't want other people to go that path. That's right. You can control it. Control who touches you, how they touch you. That's right. Come on here. If the Bible ain't going to teach you how to deal with life, what are you here for? You teach your children how to deal with life, right? And your nieces and nephews and your grandchildren. All right. The voice says it this way. Now, this is God's will for you. Set yourselves apart and live holy lives. So we're supposed to be set ourselves apart and live holy lives. Quit saying everybody. No, no, no. Everybody can't do that. I'm to set myself apart. I'm not supposed to be like them. I set myself apart from them. According to the scriptures. All right? Because see, if you play with a dog so long, you'll lick you in the face. That's right. Yeah, well, you got to set your seat. You better get over here. All right? Okay. All right. It says, avoiding polluting yourselves with sexual defilement. And then I wanted to do that because that's in all these areas we need to teach our young people. I know your adults done went through that late. Don't be all embarrassed and, and all that stuff. We passed you now, right? You got, got to become a teacher now. If we would teach our young people this, we wouldn't have, they wouldn't have the issues we have. Right? Why would you want somebody, many of you are sitting in here, you hadn't been taught this stuff because the church is too scared to deal with this. But we ain't too scared to deal with this up in here. You're supposed to be teaching your children this. Tonight, everybody ought to sit down at the table with their children and say, this is what we've done. I'm going to talk about this. Show these scriptures. Put them up here. Teach them. Because telling somebody not to do something doesn't work didn't work for me. That's right. But no, yeah, no. Because I said so. Does that work? Please. Tell them why. Come on here. Right? All right. This is the message now. Still on the voice. Okay. But here's how it starts with verse 4. It says, learn how to take charge over your own body. Learn how to take charge of your own body. Guess who's responsible for your body? Me. You're responsible. Take charge of it. 
Teach your children how to do that. Take charge of your own body. Quit leaving it up to somebody else. All right? It says maintaining purity and honor. And to maintain, now see, let me tell you something. If you honor yourself, people honor you. You train people how to teach, treat you. That's right. So, you see? No means what? No. And there's no, there's no question mark behind no. We're teaching our children, and we're teaching some adults in here. All right? You know what bothers me about Christian people? They get in church, and when you start talking about adultery and fornication, which you're all about doing up in here, either one or the other, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, fornication is sex, okay, outside of marriage. Adultery is sex outside of marriage, and you can be die, and, and somebody leaves you and divorces and all this stuff, but the church is scared of it. Do you understand? We ain't going to be scared to teach it. Why you get in church and be ashamed of who you are? That's who you were. If you'd have been sitting here when you were 17, 18 years old, then you wouldn't have been through all that other stuff. So quit going to church being ashamed. You see what people going to recovery. That's why I like people to go to recovery. They ain't ashamed to go to recovery. You got a problem, go there and get it fixed. You understand what I'm saying? Do you know who's in here with you? A bunch of sinners. Saved by grace. Right? And I'm going to tell you something how unique you ain't. You ain't done nothing in here somebody else ain't done. That's right. That's right. So loosen up up in here. Get all stiff-necked on me when I talk about the, you know, I done told you my story. I done done everything under the sun. And tried to find another son to do some other stuff up under. <laughs> but God blessed me to get out of there before I got killed. That's right. Come on That's here. Right. All right? Do you know my, my father, when we found my father, was a pimp, okay? My, my biological father, he got stabbed 17 times by a woman and killed, right? See, that's the stock I came from. I needed to be baptized. I needed a new DNA. I needed to be, have a higher calling because that wasn't going to work. That's right. All right, so everybody all right? You're comfortable now? You're sitting by somebody just like you. That's right. Lord, help us. This ain't no Baptist church up in here. We ain't hiding, we ain't hiding from nobody up in here. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you go to, amen, preacher. Come on, like you don't know what I'm talking about up in here. Got me on a rampage up in here. Go ahead, we're going to call the referee to give me time out up in here. You're going to take a time out. We got a commercial in here. <laughs> a commercial time out. So we good? Yeah. All right, let's go. Now we're reading the message. And it says in verse 3, you know the guidelines we laid out from you from the master Jesus. God wants you to live a pure life. God wants you to, us to live a pure life. And he's going to help us to live a pure life. I have no clue where you're at and I'm at. I got all excited about that. Oh, thank you. God wants you to, God wants you to live a pure life. Okay, here we go. It says, keep yourselves from sexual promiscuity. Mm. Learn to appreciate and give dignity to your body not abusing it. So why are you abusing your body? Let's get off the sex. We're done with that. What you eating? <laughs> Travis, boy, you are, all you got to do is face with black folks, boy. You can talk about what some folks is eating. They <laughs> oh, yeah, y'all know the deal. Why are you abusing your body, eating that stuff, putting that junk, putting that poison in your body? Come on. Your body is supposed to be sacred. It is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Come on here. You see, why are we abusing our bodies, people? Okay, all right. It says, not in passionate lust like the pagans mm-hmm. we do don't. not know God. And see, you can do lust like me. I told you, what is my addiction? 
sugar. No, Carl, that's my, that's my, that's, that's way worse than addiction. All right. Sugar. I'm addicted to sugar. And I, when, I, when I try to go off sugar, they say it's like going off cocaine. I'm doing good now. I'm doing good. I'm a little bit more than I'm doing, but in the suit up. But so, you, you see what I'm saying? I'm addicted to sugar, okay? Will drugs kill you? Yes. So will sugar. That's right. All right. So That's let's, right. I'm getting everybody in here today. Me, every, we all going down together. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't fornicate. But I eat everything in sight. <laughs> I don't eat everything in sight and I don't fall on the cake. I lied. You don't get a pass. <laughs> get me up out of here. I'm tired. It says that in verse 6 that in this matter, no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. And I want to only the honest people. How many of you can say, amen, I have taken advantage of a brother or a sister? Amen. All right. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins. And it, 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 you, it winds up hurting you sooner or later. And he told us and warned us before. For God did not call us to be impure. God didn't call us to be impure. But to live a holy life. God wants us to live a holy life. That's what we're called here to do. Don't get mad at the preacher. Do y'all know this hurts me like it hurts you? I got my issues like you got your issues, That's right. but I want to be better. I want to answer that higher calling. All right. And verse 7 from the message says that God hasn't invited us into a disorderly, unkempt life, but into something holy and beautiful, as beautiful on the inside as the outside. God wants us, to, and then we're going to skip. God wants us to live a beautiful life. Turn to somebody and say, God wants you to live a beautiful life. God wants you to live a beautiful life. Let's end it down here. Let's go on. We're going to drop on down here because I didn't beat you up enough. Yes, he wants us to live. I, I love that. He wants us to live a beautiful life. God don't want you all sad, broken down with your head down. He wants you to live a beautiful life. That's right. Let me tell you, you can be a Christian. And a lot of people are scared to be Christians because, uh, Brother Roderick, they think they can't. There ain't a, you can live a wonderful, beautiful life and be a Christian. Because half of the stuff that they say in some of these church doctrines ain't even in the scripture. <laughs> yes, you can. You can watch football on Sunday. No, there's some churches won't let you do that. And women, say amen if I'm right. And when that cold air is hitting, ain't you glad you can wear some pants up in here? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about here? Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Right? And, 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 and you can dance and dance right. Right. You ain't got to be Beyonce. You can go out. You can go out and do it right. Yeah, you can. You can do some things. Yeah, you can. Right, right. You see, let me tell you. Uh, I'm having a date uh, Thursday. I got this hot date, first lady. All right. All right. There's a this new show in Liberty has a place called Johnny's, and they they play jazz in there. So, you know, I wouldn't check it out because, you know, how brothers are. I wouldn't check it out yesterday. Walked in there and looked around, make sure, you know, and it's going to be nice and got a nice dinner. We're going to have us a nice, and it starts at 630. That's good for old folks. So it started, the jazz starts at 630. I'll get there at a quarter six. Orders coming. You know what I'm talking about. Order me a nice whatever they got to eat. Sit there and eat and uh, sit and listen to a little jazz and be home by nine. How can that be sin? Well.
Y'all see any sin in that? All right. You can, so you can be a Christian and enjoy your life. All right. The last two verses. I skipped a lot of it because I'm tired. And, That's all right. This is and, the important And part. when I get tired, I stop. So we're still reading 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I'm going to read verse 11 and 12 from the message. Stay calm. Stay what? Stay calm. Stay calm. Why are you all upset about stuff? What's wrong with you? Stay calm. Huh? Mind your own business. Mind your own business. Stay calm. Mind your own business. Do your own yeah, job. Yeah, that, that's what we're taught. The message says stay calm. Mind your own business. Because whoever somebody else is with ain't your business. Right? You be worried about who they and somebody take your business from you. That's right. So you better mind your own what? Because when you're pulling weeds out of somebody else's garden, they're growing in yours. That's right. Uh, somebody asked me, I don't know what they're doing. It got nothing to do with me, none of my business. That's right. I'm going to tell you all something that some of you visitors don't know, and some of you uh, that's come to church, we don't gossip in here. Amen. This pastor, don't, don't call him about somebody. Don't call him. That's right. Yeah. No, we mind our own business up in here. That's right. It says, you've heard all of this before, mm -hmm. but a reminder never hurts. So you got to keep reminding people to quit meddling. We want you living in a way. Hey, they sitting together. You think they going together? <laughs> hey, oh, they, I saw them in church. I don't know, girl. Mind your own, say, mind your own business. You couldn't, and you know, I'm, I'm frank. You see, we've had gay couples in this church 30 years ago or 40 years ago. Yes. You know, ask me how, uh, I said gay, and everybody got let me, I might finish it. We've had whoremongers in this church 30, 40 years ago. We've had adulterers in this church, huh? 34 years ago. We've had fornicators in this church 44 years ago. And I'm quite sure we had people looking at pornography 30 or 40 years ago. Y'all got it together in here. Right. Mind your own business. All right. We all in here trying to get better. Isn't that right? We trying to get cleaned up, right? Yeah, we, we ain't trying to get dressed up. I'm dressed up. God needed to clean me up That's right. from the inside out, right? Go ahead and read that, please. Again, the Bible says a reminder never hurts. We want you living in a way that will command the respect of outsiders. That's why people don't come to church. They're looking at us. They look how we treat each other, how we talk bad to each other, how we pick certain groups to focus on. That's why they don't come to church. But not in here. We all go down together. We're going to go up together or we're going to go down together. That's right. That's right. Because we're all sinners saved by grace. All right. It says, not lying around sponging off your friends. We're not lying around sponging off our friends. Say amen to that. Amen. Say amen again. Amen. Say amen again. Amen. All right, all right, all right. Here's how it works. Just say right there. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we don't want to be hypocrites in this church. We don't want to be gossiping in this church. We don't want to be liars in this church. 
We want to be a church that's tending to God's business, the God business within us. We want to be a church where someone can come and be sick and know that this is a hospital. This is a church where, where the sick come. Jesus says the well need not a physician, a musician, a doctor, but the sick need a doctor. Well, Dr. Fields over here teaches a gospel that will heal the spirits, the minds, the souls, and the hearts of people, and that's what's about. This congregation is going to be a loving congregation. This congregation is going to walk together. We're going to grow together, and we're going to pull other people up as we grow up, and we're not going to chastise them. We're not going to talk down to them. We're going to empower them. We're going to encourage them to be the best they can be. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name we pray, and all in agreement said amen. Amen. All right.